0: They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poorest part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby I gotta
1: make Hey, what's up everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby And you're now listening to or watching The Powercast and today we will be recapping Power Book Two Ghost Season Two, Episode Eight. And the name of the episode was Drug Related. Um, I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich?
2: Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers?
1: What's up indeed? And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you, Dana?
0: Hello everyone. I am very, very excited to be here. Yay. <laughs>
1: Cool, cool. Uh, I wish I could say I was excited, but I have a bit of a broken heart at the moment. Because of of the events of this episode. But but yeah, we we are here to talk power. And, you know, this was an amazing episode. A lot happened. A lot of payoffs, you know, from from all the stuff we've been building up to over the past, like, few weeks. uh, Past, you know, seven, eight weeks or whatever. So, yeah, lots to talk about here. Um, but you know, for everyone listening, make sure you drop your comments. Cause you know, I'm looking, I'm so looking forward to the comments this week. I want to see what people are saying about this episode. Yes, absolutely. It um, was like so much drama, so much tension, you know, uh, it was, it was an amazing episode. So, uh, yeah, make sure you leave your comments, like the video, subscribe, you know, all of that, uh, get engaged with the show and everything. Um, and I'm not going to hold it up. i want to get straight to the takeaways because we we need to, you know, dissect this. We need to talk about this, you know, because we just saw, you know, probably one of the best episodes of Power Book 2, period. So um, uh, we're going to get to our takeaway section first, and then, you know, after our takeaways, we're going to do our questions and discussions segment where, you know, we kind of analyze things a little bit deeper. Um, So this week... Dana is going to go first with her takeaways. So, Dana, hit us with your takeaways from this episode.
0: Okay, so my takeaways is that this was amazing. Oh my God. This was, I would say, the best episode of this season. Maybe of the whole show. I would, yeah, I'm going to have to say the whole show. Um, takeaway number one it always starts with the lesson of the day, which is called the truth. There was a lesson on truth, and it said, you know, that truth can be a tricky thing when it comes to ethics. And scholars have debated whether it's morally justifiable to lie. And that all truth is good, but not all truth is something that people want to constantly hear, you know. And that goes down from like, hey girl, how I look in that dress? You you look terrible and fat. You don't want to hear that. You want them to say, you look great. You look good, girl. So sometimes it's about whether or not some Truth or some lies is good For the soul you know And this it comes into Play in so many different things First of all we have Carrie we all Know what Carrie is and what she's Done and how Her Involvement with apparently a lot of people You got Kevin, you got McLean McClain, You had Zeke You had uh, some other people you, Kevin, he got a whole list of people that Carrie was with too And this is not to shame Carrie But the thing is is that She has the uh, inability To kind of Walk that straight line She's always constantly involving herself And her students And with this she got into the predicament On whether she should Take the place of Lauren Because Lauren is petrified of getting On that stand Her family, which we finally got to see her Her parents, little bougie uh, They're a bit Uneased about her going on the stand As well, but Carrie wants to step up And lie for a good reason And this is so that She can actually protect a student That she, you know If you look at her history, she's never really protected Students before, and then of course McLean completely demolishes Her on the stand in like the Most beautiful way, and one of the things that Was really interesting was one There's this black lady who's who's Sitting on the jury who always has this face That basically I had the whole day which is like You know, that whole, like, frowning, like, what's going on? Judgmental black woman face, um, which was perfect. But what was really interesting is, you know, when they was making the revelations about, oh, and Carrie, you've been with McClain, and you've been with uh, uh, Zeke, and you've been with Kevin, and you've been with all these different people. There was that murmuring. And it's very easy to say, oh, that was the murmuring from the jury. Like, you know, sometimes the whole... And you whispering about it. It was the exact... It felt like the exact murmuring and the exact loop that they played at the dinner when Carrie's business came out there about who she she was sleeping with Jabari. So I thought it was really interesting that they used that exact same sound. Very subtle, but they used that exact same sound. And it was to a point where I didn't know if... You know Carrie was getting like paranoid And thinking that it was this, That the whisperism was actually in her head Or oh, what are people going to say Which if you looked at it Really played well with her ending The whole suicide thing I don't know If Monet was the one who killed her And then framed it to look like she committed suicide Or she did it herself But they did a really great job With the whole Storyline of whether or not You know She would off herself because Throughout the whole episode It was that murmuring that she would hear And you know you don't know what people will say And remember at the very end when she was on the phone It was the dean who was texting her Saying oh come in early because She's basically going to lose her job And she kept saying that she's completely ruined And so for this Is yes truth Can be good But what is the backlash of the truth And this is what happened with her She admitted To yes she slept with all these people But now she's lost everything Of how the, the situation was handled So that's another thing With truth And then of course obviously we have to talk about That whole dinner table Because Diana Was revealing everyone's truth That was the moment of truth For just everyone And I really loved how it just went from, you know, one person telling one thing to another person. Oh, that's why you did this. And the whole time, Lorenzo is just like, what? Like, he yells at the very end, but he's just taking this all in. And it's like watching a boxer get completely destroyed in the ring. And he's not throwing any punches at all. He's just like, what? What? Pew, pew, pew. What's going on? And I really like that. And how the truth of everyone in story is harmful to to. Not just that one person who lied, but it has the ripple effects towards the entire family. And how Lorenzo, how he may think that, you know, your image, they put up the lie of, look, we're a perfect family. Let's kind of not tell dad everything. But how it comes crashing all the way down and when he learns that everything, including what ends up happening with Zeke. The one thing that threw me for a loop, we all knew what was going on, was Zeke's age. And I kept saying, the math ain't mathin'. I said something was not right. I kept saying, but how is this one actually not the oldest? And and I'm like, something doesn't make sense. If you you had a kid, and now all of a sudden that's your nephew, what happens to the other kids? They they seen you with that kid. They know how you look when you're pregnant. So that's what kind of happened with the whole math situation. He's actually 23, and he's not 19. And the lie of that effects not just oh I'm older than what I thought I am, his whole NCAA career, you know. Once that's revealed, it will destroy him. Not and it destroy that whole well, you're the exit out plan. So she completely lost her exit. She lost her son nephew. She lost her. She said her entire family. Lorenzo's definitely not. I don't think he's gonna mess with her again. He kicked her out of the house. In uh, Ezekiel. Of Zeke are gonna call him Ezekiel now because he you know, knows everything um he went to run off to Carrie and he's basically lost Carrie from her whole situation and the visit for Monet. like I said the the death is a little wonky we don't know no so that was like amazing there and then here's another thing that I wanted to talk about which um yes we could talk about the whole heist thing and how it was like a black oceans 11 and I really loved it but was really great That doesn't get mentioned a lot You know how we talk about powers actually Stepping their game up and we have it with like The actors and the writing I really want to talk about the editing Because the editing During that whole heist sequence Was flawless Not just the editing but also The cinematography of how things were framed When they had the shootout In the hangar And Mecca is walking through You know surveying the land And it did a a a camera shot of basically an overhead of looking down and the bodies were actually, they were bloody, but they were in like a circle. It was like a little semicircle of just dead bodies positioned very beautifully. It looked very poetic. And it's kind of weird to say, but it was really just really nice to see that crisp white floor and the crisp white hanger. And then that blood was like the darkest red crimson color, just Pooling out very nicely, so thumbs up to that. Also, the music was very important. It took me twenty minutes. See, I'm not really into the hippity hops, so I don't know who today's artists are, and I apologize for that. But the music that they used for the heist, that whole heist sequence, when it was basically talking about, uh, uh, I can't say the whole lyrics, but it was basically hiding. What was it called like it started with like it was like hide a uh, fart. In my tea I have it somewhere but basically Just to, just to go off of it really quickly The music that was used During the whole high sequence Was lovely And if you listen to the music throughout And I also did this in the other thing Raisin Canaan but the music selections Have been really good And it, they've been really well Because you had the whole Monet being paranoid And it had the music behind that and then you have the music with this which I really can't okay here we go it's called shame by by freddie gibbs and mad libs yeah um that whole thing was just brilliant and how it showed with diana going through her mother's like things and hiding when well, she hid the, the was like a, a, a the book what was it i want to say a bible but it was in the bible it was a bible yeah so the Bible, which was from the, um, Williamton Hospital, basically. It was a, a hospital Bible and how it was the baby picture and Diana was able to put everything together. And that music would played shame because it like, it, it, to me, you're hiding something. It's an act of shame. So I just really liked how they picked the musical selection choice behind that it was just really, really good. Uh, the whole heist thing really quickly this is why you need white friends they can get you access to things that your black behind can't get into Braden coming in there and complaining about ps5 and and he you know his esports deals are going to be lost he is able. He's the key in order to get into these big, richy things because no one questions this little arrogant white boy. And it was just brilliantly played, where everyone had their part and they did it so well. Effie, you know, being she had her hair down in her little schoolgirl outfit, looking innocent. And you know, my grandma, my grandma, so she can steal the key card. That was really great. Drew's whole thing. This is when he finally became a little man. Um, I really liked Uh, Was uh, you know he I know P- you could say that you've seen it coming a mile away But the fact that you know Guap thought he had a friend And he gave him grills and money And this was the moment where I was like Oh Drew's not going to kill him Because if you looked at the whole thing with Everett Remember I miss you Oh I miss you too And then he went back in his car So I thought well if you hit him in the emotionals He wasn't going to, to kill him But he did it anyway he stood his ground, and he choked him out, which was just lovely. I thought he was going to die during the whole – I was like, oh, Drew's going to die. He's going to just snatch the gun. You know, it was so easy how you just took the gun away from him because he's still new at this. He's not strong yet, but he's trying. So you had that. Then you had, like, the whole symbolicness of him throwing him away like the trash because they, they showed the – the what would you call it? The compactor. And you was like, oh, well, his body's going to just probably – that's what I assumed. I assumed that he put him in the trash. Uh so I really like that part there. He's finally coming into his own. Then he was going to go and kill the um chef which I was will- I really wanted to see that more than Mecca killing chef. I thought that would have been way more impactful, even though they were both really good with the suspense. So that's kind of like overall everything that I want to say. Of course, we'll get into more detail, but those were the big main things was the editing, Carrie, Truth, and in the music. Very good placement with the music.
1: Oh yeah, indeed, um, and and that's uh, that's why I really want to watch this episode again. Like I feel like this is one I need to watch twice just so mm-hmm. I can like catch everything. But yeah, your your analysis there on that, you know, uh, tying it all together with the music, that was great. That's um, absolutely spot on. So uh, yeah, uh, thank you for those takeaways. Um, and we're gonna head over to Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. now and get his takeaways on the episode.
2: First and foremost, phenomenal job on the takeaways, Dana, because a lot of the stuff you said is some stuff that I also have the same thought thought about. So let me start by saying this. I I agree 100 percent. This is the best episode of the season, and I think it's the best episode of the entire show. Uh, And I think it's the best because of it had everything that that you would want in a power episode. It was gritty. They addressed the, uh, you know, all the stuff that usually happens in the streets. They addressed all of that, the music and how they tie it to each and every scene on point. Um, and then again, it's like it was a payoff for all the stuff that we saw this season that they were building up to. Because, you know, I know we had a comment. We had a, a you know, I believe it was Esther Negron that left the comment. But we had someone that left the comment saying that I like how they take a little bit of time to to dive into a couple of things that happened in these episodes, just so that you could think about it. And then they, they come back to it later. And this was just a perfect way to build up all of these events that we, were, that we knew eventually were going to have to get addressed as the season came in this one episode. And I also think it's brilliant because, again, this is the eighth episode of the season. We still have two episodes to go. This felt like this could have been a season finale, but it makes me wonder now what's going to happen in the next two episodes to try and really bring this to another level. So I wanted to say that first. Yes, the writing was excellent. The music was excellent. Um, the acting, of course, was excellent. I think they did a phenomenal job, and I definitely think this is the episode that everybody is going to definitely be talking about for various reasons. Uh, so I wanted to start by saying that. As for my takeaways, I have two takeaways, and I have two quick uh, points that I want to mention that I want people to remember. First and foremost, let's start with the Tejada family and the crumbling of this family. Uh, a lot of the stuff that Dana alluded to, uh, I thought it was excellent how they played up all the, all of these events. The brilliance, I think, of of this particular the way they handled this is because in the start of this episode, you saw that they were actually willing to work together to steal from Mecca, and then how at the very end of the episode, oh, forget about all that. Now let's address what's really going on. Because again, you saw that, uh, you know, Kane obviously from the last episode, he still felt a certain type of way about the fact that, you know, his father is going to be getting all the business now and he's seen as the one that's in charge. So he has this plan where they're going to basically try to get this money from, you know, steal whatever they can from Mecca. So it was a smart plan. And then to involve G- uh, G- the, G- the, G- the GTG boys was also great because we saw in the very first episode of this season how mecca did not like little guap and his little interaction with him so it's perfect it's where i could think what mecca mecca would be like okay now i can understand that it is believable that these people would try to come after me because i already made it very clear i don't like this guy i don't trust him it makes perfect sense um so the way they played out that was great and then again you have all Braden, you have him coming in. You have Tariq, who was the mastermind behind all of this, which again shows that, you know, just how much of a thinker Tariq is as far as trying to get things to go in his, in his favor. So yes, you had everybody work together. Uh, all played an important role in taking this out. But again, I just like the way that they structured that whole heist, the how, how everything came together. And then again, as I mentioned with the Tejada family, in this episode, every single person in that family had their moment. Even when you talk about a character like Drew, we finally got to see him become the vicious killer that he is. But obviously, he is still very rough around the edges because, you know, he wanted to shoot little guap. But when in that moment, you know, he kind of, you know, froze up a little bit. And and that turned more into basically, this, you know, him basically choking him out. But you saw that. Yes, you saw he is capable of being a vicious person. But then later on in this episode, when Kane is like, oh, well, you still didn't take out your boy Everett. So, again, it's like I thought it was excellent how everybody was willing to work together. But then at the end of it all, every secret came out. Everything came out. Of course, the stuff with uh, Monet in the finally the revelation that, yes, she is the mother of Zeke. And then the whole age thing. I I mean, I honestly feel like people who watch this episode, if they're going to still question a lot of stuff they was not paying attention because you literally had every single answer. Of course, we still don't know who the person is that was playing mother. And I still think we will eventually meet her. But everything that they explained in terms of the kids ages, as far as, you know, that Zeke is the oldest, so on and so forth, it makes sense and everything makes sense. So excellent job on that. So that's one of my main takeaways. Yes, I really like the family dynamic and how that all came together. The other takeaway is really about Tariq in this episode, because I felt like in this entire episode, yes, Tariq obviously has, you know, it's all this thing about how is he going to get this money? How is he going to get access to these funds? And this entire episode, it's like this, this heist was basically to help him out. But while in the midst of all this happening, again, you see that he once again engages in, you know, continuing to mess around with Effie. Now, we also know that he, again, he, he, he asked Diana to come to his court hearing, so she was there as well. So Tariq is playing a very dangerous game with both of these women um, at the same time. And this actually goes into one of the, the important things I want people to remember. In this episode, and actually the entire season, Effie has been a character that Tariq has been very confident and very open and been willing to tell her all this stuff. It kind of felt to me in this episode and the others, she's always fishing for information on him. And because he is so trusting to tell her all this stuff, it makes me curious to see if this is going to hurt him later. Because, again, she told him in this episode, you know, that Lauren girl is not good for you. But yet you saw that Tariq went to all these lengths to, to protect her, which was interesting. But the important thing with Effie is that she does not know that Tariq is messing around with Diana also. And that's why I say it's a dangerous game that you're playing um diana of course it was revealed that yes she did sleep with Tariq. you know monet found that out monet was pissed yes that was that was something else but at the end of the day i, I feel like with Tariq as a character uh i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens moving forward with him in the next couple of episodes um but this is the, and this will, be, this will be this will be the last point that I want to make because again the episode is is great. I agree with what you said, Gary. You need to watch it a second time. Fantastic episode. So I feel like they've they've done it so good of a job. I want everybody to see the episode. But this is the last point that I want to make. When it is revealed that Tariq actually hears the information about who was the person that you know played a role in him getting caught, you know, and then he finds out that Lauren recorded recorded him and obviously he believes that obviously yes lauren she didn't know that she was being framed and this is how it all comes back to the whole drug scandal what i find interesting though and this is important when Sachs made the dumb decision to reveal to jenny uh, uh without trying to say hey you know maybe uh you know lauren you know that is tariq's girlfriend uh his ex-girlfriend uh, maybe uh maybe Tariq might have heard something but again he tries to backtrack it but the important thing about that conversation is Jenny said you know i can get you and davis disbarred and what and one thing we do know from this season is that davis is trying to get his brother out of jail in the last conversation they had he said you need to be careful brother because there's some stuff that you did in the past as well i want to make sure you don't end up in here so i think now that Jenny knows that this that they that they did some shady stuff and then they let Tariq hear this recording she's going to fish to find out some information on Davis and Davis is going to be in trouble by the end of the season I 100% think that's going to happen now because they wouldn't tease that with the whole conversation he had with his brother and then they not come back to that later so I look forward to seeing what's going to happen because that's important for a reason but yeah as I mentioned overall excellent episode the best episode of the season. The best episode of the entire series, in my opinion, and I can't wait to see what happens in the next two episodes.
1: Excellent takeaways, and uh, yeah, what, what you just said might actually relate to a question I have later. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, that's that's an interesting point about you know Davis uh, Davis McLean and 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 what's in his future because um, of course you know Jenny Jenny's out for blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, she's gonna be even more so in the next episode I think but um but yeah we'll we'll definitely uh talk more about that in a little bit um and I'll go ahead you know with my takeaways uh, you guys already did an excellent job you know um basically analyzing the show but I'll just talk about some of the things that kind of stood out to me a little bit um so first of all i I, I want to give uh Michael Rainey jr his flowers a little bit because. He has, you know, really stepped up as an actor. You know, we've been watching him since he was, like, super young um, in this show, in Power. And then, you know, he grew up and he's he's a man now. And, like, in I feel like in this season, he's really kind of earning that that moniker of ghost. Like, he's really, like, the spiritual successor to the ghost that we know. Um, so I think, you know, he, he's really doing a great job. And there's one scene, um, you know, I want to talk about where you know he's at the he's at the trial, and um, you know um, the family lawyer approaches him and tells him about you know uh, the plans for Yaz and how she's going to a new family, and he's not going to be able to find out who which family it is, and and things of that nature, right? And then you know uh, Michael Rainey Jr. he has like this moment of like, wow, my dad did all of this, like he set up all this stuff. Like in case he died, like he must have known something, right? You know, it's like, um, first of all, like I'm a bit conflicted on this because I think um, I think they did this intentionally to kind of sabotage the character of Ghost a little bit. I think they're trying to make us hate him now, um, and you know, there, there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down, uh, which I'm not going to go down that right now, of you know why they might be trying to make us hate him, but. Um on the flip side of that, you know, because you know, this is what they're telling us happened now in the story, I think Michael Rainey Jr. did a great job of like, you know, having that surprise, that shock, that realization in his face that, wow, this this is really the guy my father was. Like he did all of this, you know, he went through he went to this extent to like hide Yaz away in, in case this and this happened. Like he must have been one heck of a deep thinker like and 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 it just shows on michael rainier jr's face in that moment like wow like he he really did a lot you know um so yeah i just want to uh give michael rainier jr his props there um even though i don't agree with some of the direction they went with ghost particularly in season six you know of power um
2: can, but yeah can Go i ahead. make a quick, a quick comment uh i just want to make a comment and say i I, 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 yeah. I, we will address that later because I have something to say about that also. But continue.
1: Okay. You want to you, <laughs> uh, you, you want to say it now, or is it? Are you saving it for later? I, I
2: mean, I mean, I, I, I just want to say I, I agree with what you said. Uh, but yeah, I have to dive into it a little bit more. So we'll we'll talk okay. about it later. But continue. Yeah, I don't want to derail you.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dana, did you have something? Because I saw you you made a face, so you can rebuttal as well.
0: I'm just saying that I completely disagree with, with, with what you're saying about ghosts in the direction of ghosts and trying to hate ghosts. I actually love ghosts for this because mm-hmm. ghosts know he knows his son. He's showing mm-hmm. out and being reckless. And it's not that he doesn't have any faith in him because he had faith in him and said, go to school, graduate, and then you get the money. But also, remember, he said, if something ends up happening you then she will be adopted and the ca- the case will be closed the name will be changed and she will be able to live her best life so yeah. i don't see how he's a villain uh, for choosing you know it's up to Tariq which path he wants to take he took precautions on both sides
1: yeah so i'm i'm not actually mad at that part of it what i'm really mad at is like the contradiction in the character because it's like if, if he thought that deeply about all this stuff And planned all of that stuff He would have known somebody was going to kill him Or like Tariq was like, Yeah,
0: for him, for him, I, well, here's the thing No, here's the thing When you're in that, that line, that drug l- line Or whatever line which it requires you to be dangerous If I'm like even an undercover cop Or whatever, I'm in special ops and I'm in the Navy and Army or whatever I You should have a backup plan Because people are going to be out to kill you
1: you by, can by easily... his, his thing as well, though, in season six, they showed us a very dumbed down character of ghosts. Like he, he yep. was not the type of thinker in that season.
2: So, well, what's to
0: say that he had this all done in season six? Like he, man, said he updated and changed his policy all the time.
2: So let, let so let me let me make a quick a quick comment because I I know Dana brought it up and you also brought it up as well, Gary. I I, I will say this: season six of Ghosts, as you said. The character is completely different because the character was a lot more sloppy. Think about what happened with Terry Silver. We know that Ghost is a little bit more meticulous when he does certain things, but with Tariq specifically, if I recall correctly, and the fans who are power go back and watch season six. You let me know if I'm wrong. There was a conversation in season six where Tariq had a conversation with Ghost and Ghost told him about Breeze. I had to take Breeze out because he got in the way of my future. This conversation happened literally in the exact same day where later in that day, Ghost is at the club. Oh, Tariq has shows up with a gun. And, he, and, and it makes it very clear that he wants Tariq to basically pay for his crimes and he'll get him out. That's why I say if he is this deep deep of a thinker to think about all this stuff with Yasmin, you can't tell me, oh, he can't think that Tariq isn't is going to try to do something against him because it's very clear that you know when you tell Tariq he doesn't listen. He had to use tough love on him as well last in season six. So I, that's why I, I I do agree. It's it's a little inconsistent with the character. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I think this was done because they're just trying to tell you, yeah, Ghost is a bad 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 father, a bad character. Um, and we need to keep that momentum going because this is about Tariq, he is the future. I mean, that's this is what I, I believe. But I, I agree that it's not consistent, because I was surprised that, that they would mention that whole thing about he thought this far ahead about Yaz, but didn't care about Tariq as all at all. I, I find that hard to believe, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> then,
0: <laughs> then you can cons- then consider that they're actually um, up for oh. April, the previous show.
1: I didn't catch what you said. You you uh, cut out a little bit.
0: I said you can get, you can you can take it as them making up for the plot holes in season one and the previous ghost, the first ghost.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not actually like like what you described. I'm not actually mad at that. Like the actual plot point that they mentioned in this episode. I'm just. You know, the, the only part I was upset about is, you know, the, the difference in how Ghost was in season six, because it makes it a little bit unbelievable that version of Ghost would come up with all this. So I'm really mad at the past. So, you know, I'm just uh, that's all I was saying, really. But yeah, but yeah, great points all around. I do want to hear from people in the comments as well. I want you guys to let us know uh, your thoughts on that also, because there, there's some like great theories about Ghost in general. That you know, I want people to chime in on. So definitely do that. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to give Michael Rainey Jr. his flowers because I think he's doing a great job of like carrying on the legacy of Ghost. So uh, you know, props to him. Um, and my next takeaway is, uh, you know, like Dana was saying earlier, the, hei- the whole heist thing was was fantastic. Like it was definitely like the best sequence in this episode. They did a great job shooting it, like the, the cinematography, you know, uh, the editing. It felt like, like it reminded me of like Suicide Squad or something like that. Like, just the way the characters came together. And not like I'm not, I don't mean it in like a corny way, like, you know, um, like the comic book characters and all that stuff. I just mean like in the way that the characters were shining together as a unit kind of thing. It's like everyone was kind of playing to their strength, playing to their their role, like Braden, like you mentioned, he was being, you know, he was being like the, the, uh, the oblivious white boy, you know, like the white guy and everything playing, playing that part very well to distract the receptionist and everything. And then Effie was doing her thing, you know? Um, and yeah, it just, it just all came together. It was a great sequence. Um, it was very suspenseful. The Drew scene with, with the GTG guy, um, I, I knew something was coming. I knew like he was gonna wrestle the gun out of his hand. Like as soon as he rose raised the gun the gun, I knew he was gonna take that from him. Like just the way he did it. Like um and it shows um it, it's a great scene because it shows his growth in the way that he did end up killing him, because he did end up, you know, completing the the objective. But at the same time it shows he lacks that experience that Kane has, because you know, Kane, he would have just like he would have lifted the gun bam right away like it would have been done clean you know but drew you he, he's still kind of like you know um he's still kind of like raising to that level of being uh trying to be the head of the family uh which is what his father wants for for him so so yeah i liked that and the whole um the chef aspect in this episode i thought the chef was great like you know just every scene he was in uh, was great, and then you know the the scene where Drew is is stuck in the house and Chef comes back, you know, great suspense and tension there, um, and then Kane trying to get back, you know, to save Drew and everything like that was all well done, all well planned out. So yeah, um, quality a a a star quality material right there. Like uh, that that was like that stole the show this this episode, that whole heist sequence. I think, and uh, we have we haven't seen anything. Like that in power for a long time So yeah, definitely got to give them props For, for kind of, you know, mixing things up Doing something different uh, With that um, And then the Tejada Bust up uh, This is, you know, this is a scene we've been waiting for For a long time, they've been setting this up The whole season, you know For all of these secrets to finally come out um, And yeah it The payoff was great Like I, I loved every second of it Um, And, you know, everybody's dirt was coming out, you know, Kane's dirt, you know, Diana's dirt, Monet, Drew, you know, Zeke, you know, every like everything came out. Um, There's only like one secret, which is, you know, Mecca and Dante, the same person that that hasn't come out yet. But yeah, like that was just an excellent scene. Uh, The only thing for me is I wish... I wish uh, Mary J. Blige had some, some, some more expressions in her face. Like, cause it's just, it's just like, she, she looks the same every scene no matter what, what's happening. Like she, she doesn't show any shock or any kind of emotion um, at all, but, but still, you know, um, it's a talented cast of, of characters. So a, a talented crew. So they pulled it off, you know, um, we, we got the gist of what was going on and it was great. So, you know, props to them for that. That was a great scene. Um, and then, you know, all of the fallout from that, we saw what happened next with Zeke, you know, and, and uh, Carrie and everything. Um, there was a lot of death in this episode overall. Um, you know, the, the guap died and then Chef. Um, and then, of course, you know, at the end, we see what happens uh, with Carrie. Um, and that death definitely hits hard. Um, and the one thing I'll say about that is I understand why, because... There wasn't much further the character could go, you know, after everything that's happened, uh, you know, with her sleeping with with so many people and being outed, you know, for her relationship with Zeke, a student. Um, and, yeah, and then finally get going to the trial, giving her testimony and getting eaten alive by Davis McLean. Um, there, there, there's not much she can do after that. Like, she was publicly humiliated. The whole school knows what happened. So I understand, you know, um, there's only there's, there's only so far a character can go. After that, um, and last week, you know, I I kind of mentioned that maybe she would get transferred over to to influence, you know, Tate's show. But yeah, that that's I guess that's that's not what they had in mind for her. Uh, she just...
0: ain't influencing anyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no influence from her. She's she's gone, and uh, yeah, I shed a tear. I shed a little tear for sure, but.
2: Can I can I make a comment real quick? Go ahead. Um, yes, rest in peace to Carrie. Even though she sunk to the lowest of lows, lying on the stand, um, I just want to say, Gary, your, your point about influence, um, I wouldn't necessarily rule that out. Not in the sense that the character will not. Obviously, the character is is gone. in In the next episode, they're probably going to dive into all of that, but. What I say influences that. I would not rule out the thought—the thought that uh, Tate can do something to maybe say, "Oh, well, I you know my brother is an investigator. He can help me figure out what happened to her," or he—he he, he can utilize this information in some kind of way to make it look like he did a, a great thing finding out who the killer was, and it can also help him get into office. So, right. don't completely rule that out because this—this—this this character is also sketchy as well. So I just want to make that comment.
0: But here's the thing: overall, do people care? Because all she did was just annoy and aggravate everyone. She's an embarrassment to the school. She got the whole Mm -hmm. dean thing. She slept with basically everyone in the school and out of the school. So that ends up. You you don't want to be tied up with a an investigation like that. Uh, What exactly does, does the death of Carrie bring to Tate? What exactly are you influencing?
1: Yeah, uh, this this actually this actually gets right into the the question. So um so okay, that, that, we'll save it save it then for that, the question. Yeah, that, that that was the end of my takeaways. That was oh
2: okay 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 uh, continue. So I'm, I'm <laughs>
1: gonna you know, before we get into our questions and discussion segment, I just want to remind the people to you know definitely chime in on discussion, hit the like button, and subscribe. You know, um, we appreciate all of the engagement. And, you know, big shouts to all of our listeners globally, because, you know, I see we've got people in, in Cameroon, in Nigeria, in Ghana, uh, and big up to my family in Jamaica listening as well. Oh, um,
2: okay. So,
1: yeah, all, all the, the listeners around the world, big shouts to all of you. Um, and yeah, so let's get right into our questions and discussion segment now. Um, and, you know, we are going to go right into what Dana was just mentioning, you know, with Carrie and her death and how this will uh, affect everything moving forward. Um, so, you know, I actually wanted to dive into um, something regarding, you know, the trial, but we'll we'll answer the take questions since Dana brought that up just now. So, uh, you know, Dana was basically saying, you know, um, you know. What, what, what was was you saying that you don't think it will help Tate's trial? Or,
0: no, what or, I'm saying is, Carrie was a nuisance to everyone. That i she's, her death is not celebrated, but I don't think it'll get the fanfare or trickle over to like uh. say influence or uh, anything else. The only person who'll probably be heard about it is Zeke, right? And then you know, isn't it not in that who well, really cares?
1: Yeah, I, I think. I think, um, even though her reputation was so so damaged, I think Kate Tate can still get you know a big kick out of um, you know pos- positioning himself as the leading force behind solving that that murder, and he can tie Jabari's murder into it too. you know He can say you know he is going to figure out what really went on at this school and use that as part of his campaign. But go ahead, Rich.
2: Uh, I I agree, I, I, and I understand I understand the point that Dana is saying as well. the the other The other point that I also want to add, though, is that uh, Kamal worked with her. He was the one that was the driving force behind her really getting involved in all of this stuff, with trying to investigate the students and stuff like that. So I, I kind of feel like he's going to be involved with trying to figure out what happened to her, and by association, because his brother is Tate. I kind of feel like either way it's it, it, it kind of will be a good reputation of, of 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 Rashad in the long run as he tries to get into that governor's seat again how they how 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 it plays out yeah we'll, we'll see but I, I do agree that yes students they probably will be obviously a lot of students won't really uh be too impacted by the students they, I, I do feel some could be conflicted because I think that while they disagree with her motives they probably did not want to see her get killed. So that's why I said, uh, uh, we'll see how they actually, uh, structure the reactions because next week is really about the reactions to what happened to her. And then, of course, the other thing in this is that Zeke was the one that discovered the body. Is this, uh, obviously, Zeke went through a lot of drama in this episode. So if once you get to what happens with this situation, I'm very curious to see. Let's hope that, um, the police don't arrive at her place, he's still there, and then they think that he had something to do with with any of this stuff. I mean, it can go in a lot of different directions, but I kind of feel like um, it's going to have a major impact on a lot of people, I think, in some capacity over the next couple episodes. Go ahead,
0: Nicole. Okay, so you brought up Zeke. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I'm interested in what's Kevin going to do.
2: Oh, yeah. Because
0: Kevin was all up in that booty butt. <laughs> not, not in the physical sense. Even though that was in the past, but I meant in like you know the 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 I forgot the name of the word, but in in, in the sense of him constantly trying to figure out the investigation. Remember what he was going after Zeke? He was going after the brother, um, um, Drew. You remember he was at the door, peeking in. What's going on? Remember mm-hmm. when Drew had Everett in the house? What's going on? Why are you in there? So I think this is gonna perk up Kevin's ears even more. And he's gonna be extremely interested in knowing what happens. I would also love to know the commentary by what's her name. I believe her name is um I forgot her name, but your girl who was in school who who is the, the very vocal one who's in the class along with Tariq. Keisha Keisha. Yeah. I would love to know Keisha's commentary. Oh yeah. That'd be very interesting. That-
2: I I I I agree I agree with all those points and, and I also will add the other problem with this particular death is once again it brings more attention to the school because you already had the fact that there was the 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 the, the kid that got killed last season you know that tried to when it when, when they basically tried to have someone come in there to kill Tariq you had him get killed then you had Jabari get killed now Kerry that's only going to bring more attention to the school so it definitely is going to impact uh, the school in some capacity, even though people are conflicted on what they think about Carrie as a person.
0: Does this mean that Tate now has a what do you call it promotion? <laughs> is, is he gonna oh. just be the only one in that class teaching?
2: That's I think yeah yeah I think uh that's a very good that's a very 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 good uh position. Um, the other thing is that, and we probably should mention this too, is that we know that Sa- Sachs knows. Sax was the one that basically revealed to Tariq. Yes, Carrie played a role in what happened to Lauren, and you saw the conversation that Tariq had with Carrie. Okay, so obviously, I don't know if this means that Tariq would be a suspect later. Obviously, it, it, it you know, he had that conversation in private with Carrie. Um, but if it is ever found out that she did stop by and see Lauren. And again, we know that Tariq has that ankle monitor. If they find out he was there at the exact same time, it just it kind of feels like that's not that may not be a good thing with Tariq, because it was alluded to. At least we know Sachs will be suspicious now, because Sachs is the one that made the comment last week. Every time this Tariq Saint Patrick kid go, you know, it gets gets out somebody gets killed or whatever. So he's gonna be suspicious. I feel like something's gonna happen with that, but how it plays out, we'll see what they have in store for it.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm that, sorry.
1: Go uh, ahead. I was just going to say that goes into the next part of the question which is how will this death affect the trial because I definitely think, you know, she mm-hmm. was just a witness. She she was just at the trial talking. So this is definitely going to, you know, be something that affects the trial. But um so Dana, what was you about to say?
0: It's a hung jury. Um sorry. <laughs> <it's all right. laughs> So sorry um, yeah. No um, when You look at the case right so you have Carrie Who submitted her testimony and now All of a sudden she's Deceased um, That The way is a thing The way how they framed it Really puts the blame on Carrie Even her own Death is on Carrie Where it would be very plausible That she would do that to herself mm-hmm. So, in terms of the trial, I don't see this impacting the trial. Aside from you had a witness who claimed Tariq, you know, did something, but she was outed out in court. And it seemed plausible that she's no longer with us anymore because of this sheer embarrassment. And remember, it was also McLean that he also was like, oh, what's the school going to do? You're going to get fired. If you really looked at it, you can kind of maybe I'm using the wrong term saying it was a kind of a bit of a it was an embarrassment. But maybe it was also badgering the witness a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, and in, in, in that, I, you, either her whole testimony could get thrown out. Which then makes Tariq's case Again more winnable Um, Or even if they do deal with her case she, She can't be trusted Because they just revealed all of her activities That she's done previously So either way I see Tariq kind of winning this I don't Unless Lauren somehow comes back And has the whole watch thing I really doubt that Because how they left it is She's fearful of her life Remember she's in the witness not the protection thing, but she's in like a witness protected area. The cops are following her, and I don't really think between everything that she did with Tariq, the fact that she likes Tariq, and that she really went against him in that terms, and that he can go, he can go into jail. I don't really see her wanting to just step up. And plus, she's terrified. On top of that, so she's hurt. She's terrified. She's isolated. I just see her and her parents just going away. I don't even think that she'll really be in the remaining episodes. So Tariq will just get off, and plus he kind of has—he has the uh, you, the way how they did the whole heist thing, where he has an alibi. Because remember, he can't get caught anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder one thing about the ankle monitor—is he—is he ankle monitored still? Yeah. So yeah, he, yeah. he is, but technically, he remained in the car the whole time.
1: And he he so, did he did go to that uh that coffee shop or wherever it was uh,
2: that one time the, as well. the,
0: the the Starbucks which I didn't know was like a, a, a secret drug den probably hmm. so
2: yeah. yeah I mean the, the the thing yeah yeah I, I think uh, these are good questions to ask uh, what I'm thinking is though if if uh, if Kamal opens up you know normally when there is a murder they're going to ask okay where were the whereabouts of this person so-and-so throughout the period of time. And if they ever, if, you know, really dive deep into that information, they find out, oh, she was at Lauren Baldwin's uh, room,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then they find out that Tariq also was there, because the Echo Monitor, it, that's not a good look for Tariq, even though, obviously, he didn't kill her, because the timing doesn't add up. But he could have known someone that could have done that, and, you know, the threat or whatever. I mean, it's it's hard to determine... How that's going to play out until we see. Obviously, we didn't see the, what the preview is for next week because we don't see that stuff early. But yeah, we'll, we'll find out, I'm sure. But it's it's a lot of things that's going to be left up in the air for sure, um, as far as Carrie and uh, I. Once again, do want to apologize to uh, Gary because uh, I know All he. T- is- I know I, I I I could just imagine when he saw her body, he's like, man,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very, All very of
0: Please, women, be, be careful when when uh, Gary has his eye on you because they all end up not returning for the next season.
1: First they took my Angela. Now they took my, my Carrie. Like,
0: yeah. I
1: don't know what's going on. Like, stars, what's going on, man? Um, but, yeah, um, the thing I'll say about uh, Carrie and, and the trial is um, I think in this episode, they, they made a big deal over, you know... Um, over, like people involved with Tariq going missing or ending up dead, mm-hmm. so I think this is going to come into play because you know they specifically played on that point. You know, uh, Jenny, I believe it was she. She said, uh, you know, she was actually concerned about this happening. Like, so the fact that she was actually preemptively concerned about you know Lauren possibly getting hurt, and then now you know the person who replaced Lauren actually ends up getting dead. You know, getting killed. Um, I think you know that is going to play some part in in what's going to happen in the trial moving forward. I think you know uh, that I guess there is a possibility you know uh, they they might just throw out what happened with Kerry, like in the trial, but just the the evidence around Tariq like he looks really suspect now because mm-hmm. it's like his, his dad died, you know Jabari died, uh, someone someone else died at the school, you know the 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 guy two bit killed. Um, And, you know, it's like so many, there's so much death following this, this student, you know, this guy, this, this character that I, they just can't ignore that, you know, Um, I think there's going to be some suspects towards Tariq there, but go ahead, Rich.
2: Uh, I just want to ask a quick question for the both of you and also for the people that are watching the show. Do you think it's possible that now once this information is revealed that Lauren may now question if Tariq is involved in any of this stuff? Because I kind of feel like we know now that obviously Tariq now is in a position where he was trying to protect Lauren. But what if she has the, the exact opposite thought of him after finding out that Carrie is dead? Because she's going to question what happened to, you know, what happened to Carrie and all of this. And she obviously knows that Carrie is the one that got her into all of this uh, monitoring Tariq, recording him, so on and so forth. So do you think that it's a possibility that if she is still in the picture, now she's going to be careful with Tariq In question if any of the stuff Is true that she heard about Tariq um, Yeah I think there's a very good possibility
1: That will happen I think you know because she was kind of Absent from this episode I do think She's going to return mm-hmm. um, In the next one and um, Me personally I know Dana didn't agree with this before But me personally I still think there's a possibility Tariq might get To her or or get around her and, and talk to her and maybe get her to help him in some way yeah. um, um, you know with regards to the trial like, like you know maybe you'll get a to lie or, or something I don't know but I do think the two characters are going to interact and I'm not sure how that will pan out after after the fact but um, but yeah she is going to play a huge part in what we see um, in the future just because of the role she played in you know getting that evidence on to in on Tariq in the first place, um, and then you know we have now this whole conflict in in uh, Tariq's love life. So I know they're going to play into that a bit more also. Um, but Dana, what, what did you have to say regards to? I don't that? see
0: it. I see Lauren is gone. She's gone, gone. Effie stuck. You know she has her claim. She has a way with words, and she made. Tariq re- see that you know she's out there trying to protect herself you're the one who's in danger to stay away from her she can't really she's not reliable you can trust her even though she was tricked you know and that was terrible at the end of the day she's trying to protect herself and the best way for you to save her is to leave her alone. So, I don't see him coming after her. I don't see her running back to him. I mean, it's really cute and dandy when you're like, oh, I like him and I, you know, it's a really great relationship and it's really cute. Open up to me, Tariq. But when you find out he's on trial for murder and it gets really complicated like that, do you really want to just keep being involved? And she's so young. So, I don't know. Let her go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I don't think they'll get back together, you know, relationship wise, probably. Um, But, I just think, you know, maybe um, maybe they'll make up somehow, like, not, not get back together. But there's maybe. no
0: reason for them to. She's terrified because her life can be in danger. That's yeah. why she's in protection. She's not in protection because she's testifying at a trial and everything's dandy. She's in protection because people know that she'd be out to kill her. Even Tariq was like, I have to come here to protect her. No. This really. I mean, why would I keep hanging out with someone Who I know is going to bring me Not just more trouble but actual death That makes no sense I'm too young And she's actually what 19ish She didn't lie about her age
1: <laughs> Yeah I, I guess we'll, we'll have to uh, Wait and see what happens with that but, um, Rich did, Was there something you more you was going to say about Lauren Or
2: Oh or no did... I mean I, I guess we just have to Wait and see Uh, how everything plays out with her. I I do feel like she is going to have a reaction to this news. Um, But how it impacts her relationship with Tariq, that's what I'm curious to see. Because we know that Tariq, he had every intention to protect her. But I kind of feel like when you're in a situation where, you know, they put you, because they they did put her her in protection, and they put her in protection to make sure nothing happened to her. But then you find out that, oh, Carrie was the one that went and took the stand instead it definitely will make the character question, well, what if I did take the stand? Would something have happened to me? And did Tariq have anything to do with any of this stuff? So that's why I said I'm very curious to see what her response is going to be and how she reacts to Tariq after this. Because uh, she still cares about Tariq to some extent, but uh, I... Yeah, I mean, it's we'll have to see how how this ultimately plays out.
1: Okay. So... So, yeah, I'm going to get to the next question because, uh, you know, uh, it kind of ties together in a way. So, um, you know, we know that Zeke was the one to, to find the body. Um, and, you know, when the police show up, he's probably still going to have his same, you know, shocked face, his shocked expression that he always has on his face. He's probably going to be standing there just like that <laughs> when they show up. But the question is, like, how is Zeke going to react based on everything he learned in this episode and now what has happened to carry the one person he was going to confide in um, what is going to happen you know with him now like what, where's his head going to be at and what might he do because he is now possibly one of the most dangerous people to the Tahada family um, and to, <laughs> you know, maybe even Tariq as well but or Tariq might be able to use him actually but yeah what do you think is, is going to go down now With uh, with him. So, um, I'll go to you first, Rich. What do you think about Zeke?
2: Well, first and foremost, I, 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 yeah, it's it's unfortunate that Zeke went through all this stuff in this episode. I still have to laugh to an extent because it's just the the actor, the the reactions he has are pretty funny. You know, he has funny expressions and stuff like that. So, you know, you can't help but laugh. It's a very obviously a very serious situation, but the thing about it is this yes he is he is dangerous but to answer your question gary i think moving forward his mindset is going to be to question everything and trust nobody because at the you know in the previous episode remember that monet told him oh yeah your father's locked up he's in prison and then this next episode you find out what you've been lying to me all this time it's going to make him question a lot of stuff um i will i want to also add that obviously we know that Monet did not want him messing around with Carrie at all. And she did threaten her in this season that said that she would kill her if if she continued to mess around with him. So at the end of this episode, obviously, everyone believes because of the line that she had is that, well, you would prevent Zeke would come to you. You know, he would come to you. So I have to if he comes to you, that means he's not going to come to me. So that pretty much, I think, is the omission that she did kill her. But the thing is, is that again, if it is a situation where I believe that Zeke has to be somewhat smart enough to have left the scene of the crime. If this guy is still there and he gets himself caught up with the police, that is a very bad thing. That that again, again, Monet did a, made a bad mistake that backfired because she is the one that pretty much you got, you got, you got the son. And, and the thing about it is, is, again, because it's it's already out there that Zeke was messing around with Carrie. You know, he's going to be a suspect regardless for that reason. So, yes, it brings Kevin back into the fold because we'll probably see him investigate this and we'll figure out what happened to her. He's obviously going to want to go after Zeke because he already was trying to go after Zeke from earlier in the season. So I'm very curious to see how this plays out and how it impacts these particular characters. But I definitely think uh Zeke moving forward, he's going to want a lot of answers. And as I alluded to earlier, I think we are going to eventually find out who is the person who all this time was playing his mom. That isn't really his mom. They have to answer that question because they answered a lot in this episode in terms of how old he is, how he's related, you know, his relation to the family and so on and so forth. But you have to answer the question of who also is in on this whole thing with Monet saying, Oh yeah, I'll be his mother and you can go off and do your own thing. So We'll get an answer to that. I, I would assume at some point, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, we definitely uh, need those answers. And um, I'm also wondering if uh, if Zeke is going to warn Everett about what he heard at the table as well, because now he knows that you know they're supposed to they're supposed to take him out. So I'm wondering if he's going to do anything to try and warn Everett also but um but yeah uh zeke i think he's gonna play a major part in um in specifically um carrie's investigation um because the way it happens like it could they could take it as a suicide because you know she went through that thing at the trial which was very embarrassing for her um and you know um uh, in the past few episodes she In the past episode, she, uh, you know, she was supposed to speak at Jabari's thing and then she messed up there. You know, she kind of walked, stormed off and everything. So she's been looking kind of like depressed lately and she's been having a rough time. So um, I think they might try and frame it as a suicide. But here's the thing. Zeke, based on what Zeke knows about his family, about Monet now, he could he could make a claim that she was murdered by Monet if he wants to. But he would have to out himself and, and you know, kind of end his career um, as, you know, as a as a player um, to do so. So it's like he would sacrifice everything he's been working for to kind of, you know, get the truth about Carrie's murder out there. Um, so that's an option he has. But he might not take that path. We'll just have to you know wait and see. Oh.
2: Well, yeah, he, he he might not take that path, and, and yeah, we, we're gonna go to day next. But I just want to add, but but he does know that they had to do with what happened to Ramirez, because mm-hmm. that was revealed to him right yeah. after she 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 brought him from, from 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 the actual jail cell. So that, like I said, um, that information it kind of feels like he's not. Some of that information is going to get out at some point. It's just a matter of how they go about it, and if he is going to be willing to reveal that information to the police because again then it puts Monet in a situation where you know you know this is the person that's your son it what happens when your son does something against you that puts that that, that puts you in trouble the person who you said you love more than any more than everybody else but yet you hide the baby picture because they you know obviously you don't want Lorenzo to know you don't want anyone else to know what well, they they all know now so it's a question to really find out how that's gonna play out and then the other thing is with Mecca as well because Mecca had started this conversation with Zeke to try to get to know him. I'll be curious to see if eventually now he does attempt to reach out to Mecca now to know that, Oh, this guy was telling the truth. But so what else, what else, what else has has Monet been lying about and what can he tell me about her? So we'll see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great point. Stay now. You were going to say something you were going to respond.
0: Yay. I'm allowed to speak. Um, Okay, so, like, one of two things can happen where I feel the entire downfall of this family rest in Zeke's hands. One, he could go to his mother because he doesn't have any place to go. He's not returning home, that's for sure. He can't return to Carrie's because... So, my thing is, he can go home to his mother, who's probably his aunt. I don't know the relationship. But we do as as viewers need to understand what is that whole relationship about and what is it like because he's not only going to be mad at Monet he is going to be mad at mom so i would love to see that whole dynamic and i would love to also know who is playing mom my my thing is that it's foxy brown i don't know But it would be really interesting to know and for him to sit down and to just listen and to try to, I don't know if he's willing to understand, but he definitely wants some answers. The other thing is he can go to Mecca or the the guy who, Dante, basically, who he met Hooping. But here's the weird thing about that. He can't actually go there because... He doesn't know where he lives. Remember, it was him who came. It was it was Dante Mecca who came to him in the middle of a basketball court. So maybe if he's just standing there dribbling the ball all day and all night and hoping for him to show up, maybe. But I don't really see that happening because, again, where is where is he? Unless in his fit of anger, he is able to calm down, go home, and talk to um um. Mary J. Blige's character whose name For some reason I for wow Monet Monet. that's so Weird he can go and speak to Monet and get the information And be like I want to meet my dad What's going on Um, But then again here's the thing She well he could call she can call her Because remember she got kicked out of her own Home as well Um, everybody's houseless We're all houseless at this moment Um, So that Can happen or He feels that he's already lost everything because they made it very clear that he is older than what he actually is. He is 23 years old and he is an adult at this point, so he could go and bring down this whole family and, you know, confess about everything that's happened, maybe do a whole press conference thing. That way and then bring down his Family but I believe that that's just so over Dramatic and so over the top It just doesn't fit in Properly what they're doing nor Does it really fit into Zeke's um, Whole characteristics That that I would not like that to Happen because that's just ridiculous unless The NCAA Finds out what his real Age is but there's no way for them to actually find Out unless they do some Type of I don't know how that works Where they do random checks and they start checking for people's birth certificates randomly to make sure that everyone's in guideline, but that would, to me, storytelling wise, would just be too on the nose. And, you know, it would just be too convenient. All of a sudden, they're checking and they're going to see how old he is, and now he's out. But you know, if they do for some reason, if that his age does get out, then I can see him bringing down the whole family. Then we also had Everett at play. He doesn't have anyone, but he does have Everett, and Everett has a tendency to talk too much. That's his whole problem. What happens if he goes to Everett, says whatever, he he tells him the whole truth about his origin story, and Everett, you know, goes and blabs to someone else? I don't know. But to me, it just seems like Everett can also be the one, through his mouth, bringing down everyone in the family. But then we also have Lorenzo. Lorenzo is angry, He's angry that Drew didn't tie up His loose ends remember that was the whole Storyline so maybe at This point uh, Lorenzo Is going to go and clean house Maybe he's going to go and go after Everett you know that whole fine I'll do it myself Thanos moment so he's going to just have to go And do it his own self and clean up Everyone's mess and then also on top of that he's Dealing with anger Right now understandably because he just came home To a house of mess Um, So he could Be the one to Take Everett out And that's how we end that whole storyline But uh, I I do feel That it would be best And for the best interest of both the fans And from a writer's standpoint If Ezekiel or Zeke goes home To his mother, where he was originally Going to go to Remember, he was originally going to go home and see his mom So if he was, decides to go and do that I would really appreciate it Because I need I need some, some Answers I need to know when this happened, why this happened. Why did you lie about his age is more important. I mean, four (laughs) years. It's not like, hey, I thought he was like, instead of born in 2002, it was 2001. It was 1998. Uh What is going on? Why are we lying so much? And I don't think that, oh, you purposely lied so that he can grow up to be a basketball player. There is a reason as to why you kept this boy you know, technically four years <clears throat> Sorry, four years behind I have questions And and that is the big thing Why four years for me?
1: Mm-hmm. I wish I could be one <laughs> years old for that long right? <laughs> But like just
0: educational wise yeah. You're sitting up there like in junior high Supposed to be in high school That's just crazy yeah. You're playing with the kindergartens when you're supposed to be in the first grade
2: Uh oh, uh oh
0: did he? Oh, did he look yeah. young as a baby? Did no one just say anything like, "Oh, that's a big kid for that, that
2: age"?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like if you just look at the developmental stages, just look at that from the developmental side of things. Yeah, he's yeah. really advanced. Is that how he got into Stanfield? Because he's so smart. All of a sudden,
2: that's a good question. Hey, um, I
0: just have questions.
2: So, okay, I, I just want to make a two, two, two real quick. Quick quick points uh, about this uh I number one, I think uh I think we can all agree that uh Monet is probably going to tell Dante next week what happened, and Dante will probably be the one to be go out to try and try to find zeke uh I do agree that yeah yeah, as Dana said, yeah Zeke probably needs to go back to his uh mother to uh get away for a while because there's a lot of things to think about it as dana made a very good point he's probably mad at her also about this information so we'll, we'll get an answer to that and then the other quick point i was going to add in regards to everett is the one important thing about that dinner conversation is that everything was aired out so now zeke knows that drew was supposed to take out everett because he was in the exact same room when they said this So he could warn Zeke that, hey, you need to watch out for Drew. He may not tell him explicitly why, but this now throws some questions into that relationship because now Everett may approach Drew and ask her, hey, uh, is it something that you want to tell me that you were supposed to do or something? Do we have an issue here? This is why I say it's 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 bad. And I think Everett is a dead man walking, unfortunately. It's either Kane... Or it, it, or Lorenzo will take him out, or Drew will take him out. But I kind of feel like that character is is on borrowed time now. But we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do agree that uh, you know he might, he might, uh, Zeke might warn Everett about that. Yeah. I think because uh, you know um, that that was like a standout little moment at the table when they mentioned it, and then he actually you know uh, made made acknowledgement to that. So I think they're going to use that you know in. In the next episode. And I think you're right, Dana, because um, mm-hmm. because of what Monet said about Carrie at the end of this episode, she said, you know, if Zeke has you to come to, he's not going to come to me. Um, well, the only other person Zeke has now is his the person he thought was his mother um, that he was going to go and visit earlier in the season. So I think he, he might end up going there uh, and we might find out who it is. But yeah, well, random also, question
0: this family loves cell phones and burners. I've never seen Ezekiel talk to his mother. The whole time he's been there. Is his mother still alive? Is the real Mm. question. No, I I mean, like the whole time, you've never been like, hey, mom, what's up? And they've never shown that. And the things that they don't show sometimes makes me question. So I wonder, because remember... Monet was so adamant, don't go to your mom The last time Was it one because she was afraid That some secret was going to be revealed Or was it because the mom is actually Dealing with whatever it is that she's dealing with And maybe she already passed Maybe she got the I don't know the circumstances of the mom What happened if she had a drug overdose And I don't even know If the mom is actually blood related To Monet We're just assuming They could have just been friends. They could have been like a guardian angel, a safe place thing. So I don't, because there's so many things that's not known, I'm really suspicious as to if mom is even alive. Because her saying, you know, if he goes to you, he won't come to me. Why won't he go to his mom? Is mom that's what I it feels like Monet is holding on to still something else? And then I'm wondering, where is mom at this whole thing? And why would you want Zeke to come to you when mom would kind of be like, the, Oh, yeah, he's gonna go run to his mother? Uh, so I'm just wondering if she's even dead. And also, another thing side note, what about the taxes? Because you claiming this boy as a dependent and he's 23 years old, how does that work? Hmm. I have questions. This is fraud on multiple levels. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. There's uh, there's all all sorts of like uh, legal uh, ramifications of doing something like this. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm like, how did she even like manage to do this? Like that 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 seems like a lot. It's the, the birth
0: certificate.
1: I know, but like, so it, is it like a valid? Did did she like forge something or like? I don't.
0: That's what I'm wondering too. I think that she completely forged it, and, and then I don't know how Social Security. And I think we're going way too deep in this, but just on a regular thinking standpoint, like when you register a Social Security number, does that not have the time stamp? I don't know how that works. Yeah, I'm just confused. But it's, yeah. it was a it was a good plot twist. That was something that we did not expect. That was a really really great plot twist, even though the math wasn't mathing from day one.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of people were confused about uh, the math and how it adds up. So, yeah, they they explained it finally in this episode, so that was good. Um, So, let's get to Monet. So, like, what is what is her next move going to be? Because you know, Lorenzo kicked her out, the family hates her, um, and you know she's trying to find Zeke desperately. Um, So, there is probably only one logical move for her now, right? And uh, I, I believe it was Richard who mentioned it. So. You know, is she going to go to Dante now and stay with him? Um, And is she going to, you know, um, maybe go searching for Zeke with Dante in the next episode? Uh, What do you think is next for Monet in general um, now moving forward? So I'll uh, go to you first, Dana.
0: She's going to go to Dante. And then also, we have that ring that was also in play. Remember the engagement ring? He was determined.
2: Oh. You're talking about the diamond that that was stolen
0: The blood blood diamond As McClane called it Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah So he's still waiting there With open arms because he's determined He got a whole ring and it was Did you not see the case? It wasn't like a normal case It was really nice Anyway So he's going to be waiting with open arms And they're going to be forced to come And go and find Zeke together whether that means traveling up to where mom is or combing the streets where he's just randomly playing basketball. I don't know. But they're gonna have to team up. Because if you look at it, she doesn't have anyone. And I thought that there was a scene where she was trying to call him the whole time. I could have been wrong. There was a lot of things going on. But I do feel that she is going to get in contact with him and they're because there's nothing to hide at this point. So why not they they both sit down and confront zeke and explain what exactly happened and this also makes me wonder was mary actually 16 when she had him or was she 12 16 she was 16 that's a fact Mm -hmm. so that was a fact fact okay then so then other than that i i think that this would be a very interesting situation um, but it's going to be a really weird family reunion, and Mecca is going to be involved, and he can see this as a way in, and he may even pressure Mary, uh, Monet by saying, "You know what? Oh, we can be a family. You, your husband don't want you. Your kids don't want you. Let's raise our son together," kind of situation. So it really depends on the mindset of where Monet is, because I'm I'm wondering, is she going to be like, "I don't have anyone anymore." Remember she said in her, during her whole monologue, "I lost my entire family." Is she going to be the person who's going to fight For her old family Or is she going to finally give in to Mecca Maybe she'll kill Mecca And then that'll be that So yeah
1: Yeah um, I think I think that the, the Secret probably needs to come out next episode Because um, I'm thinking If she does end up going To, to Dante And staying with him I do think she might run into Kane um, at some point or Kane will run into her uh, maybe Dante will try to hide her or, or something when Kane is is around I don't know but I think that there's gonna be a slip up you know if those two characters are communicating and are in close contact with each other you know it's only a matter of time before uh, that that part of the secret is revealed. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking out for that to, to happen next. But uh, what do you think, Rich?
2: Well, I think Dana had, had was about to say one other thing.
0: One more thing, because the math ain't mathin', and I think she's lying about her age also. Because if you do, the, he was he was born in 1998, right? And if you minus 16, like she claimed, that's 1982. So that makes her 39. Is Mary 39 in this whole TV show? She don't look thirty nine.
1: She, she, yeah, she she looks forties, but I mean, she looks
0: forty, they, like 44, 45 I know they, it's they, a story, and I'm going too down far down the rabbit hole, but yeah. I'm just, I don't trust her character or two cent.
1: Remember, they had a uh, Kanan and uh, and his son Sean. Like they look like, you know, it looks it looks like he he was too young. To his father, realistically, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess I guess they they want her to pass as thirty nine.
0: So. Rabbit hole. Sorry, but no. One, a little quick thing as well. Um, we was talking about with with Mecca. What's Lorenzo gonna do?
1: Boop. Yeah, that's another question. Yeah, what what is he gonna do? But um, but first of all, before we get to that, Rich, what's your thoughts on um, you know, Monet's next moves? What do you think will happen next?
2: Well, yeah, as I alluded to earlier, I think that she will approach Dante in this episode. She did have a conversation with Dante and again, trying to basically say, no, stay away from my family, Uh, just trying to put the situation to rest. She's just trying to get on with life with Lorenzo. So now that this has happened, yes, she will come running back to to Dante and, and Dante, of course, will be there with open arms, but I think Dante has a lot of other issues to worry about now because of everything that happened in this episode in regard to losing money and, of course, the diamond, the diamond is, is also gone as well. So um, I kind of feel like he will feel a certain type of way about that. But the other thing is this, is that when she tells him, Lorenzo kicked me out, that will have a trickle-down effect as to how they operate on a business level. Because we already know that Mecca has been working with with with, with uh, Lorenzo. So, I mean, I, I kind of think I, I could see it now that she tells Mecca this. Mecca is going to want to take out Lorenzo. So, it's a great question to see what is going to, as, as Dana asks, what is going to happen with Lorenzo next. Because I definitely think that both of these characters are going to now be at odds. Lorenzo does not know that Mecca... AKA the contact is the guy that was messing around with Monet. He doesn't know that information yet. So it's going to be interesting. But I will say this, Gary, I do agree with your point of what you said about the secret has to come out now about the connect. So I definitely could see uh, you know, uh, you know, Kane showing up, either him showing up, and of course, Monet is hidden, and she she's there, but she's she's hidden. Uh, or him showing up and actually overhearing and finding out about, about about the fact that Monet, this is who Monet's been messing around with, and then he somehow will utilize that information to his advantage. But I kind of feel like I do agree, it, it does, that information does need to get out, that he is the connect. So that probably will happen in the next episode, but we'll see. Yeah, because then uh, the
1: last episode can be like the showdown or something between them. But Dana, you was going to make another point?
0: From Lorenzo's standpoint, he finds out that Monet has been seeing this guy, right? Then, when he finds out that Dante and Mecca are the same person, from just his point of view, it looks like not only did you cheat on me and you betrayed me, but you had me working with this man. That I feel has more blowback towards uh, Monet. Than anyone else And what happens if Monet Is the one who's killed by Lorenzo Because you, that's more disrespectful Like oh I'm sitting here Making deals with this guy I'm coming to him with the product And this you purposely knew what you was doing Even though she doesn't know That Dante and Mecca whatever The same person thing But from his standpoint That's what it looks like to him So I think that it's going to be Lorenzo taken out During this whole thing Not Lorenzo, I'm sorry It's going to be Lorenzo taking out Monet By this whole thing Because that just looks extra grimy So, yeah And then we we have to wonder where Diana is going to be Because that ended up blowback on Diana Because she revealed everything But didn't fully know everything And I felt that if she knew Dante and Mecca were the same person I wonder if she would have said anything
1: Uh, go ahead, Rich. What was you going to say?
2: So uh, I, I think I think it's it's definitely important to remember a, a lot of a lot of other little tidbits. The the, the whole thing about last week when we got uh, you know we had Frank's wife show up and basically telling Monet make sure you watch out for Lorenzo, make sure that he is protected, so on and so forth. I kind of feel like that's that that was a warning because you know that. Monet basically had Kane take out Lorenzo you don't think that she could have known that they had something to do with that and she could eventually be to come back and get her revenge either if that means taking out Lorenzo or Mecca to some extent so remember that because that's important And, and 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 I think at the end I think how this all ends is that at some point Monet obviously she wants to run to Mecca now but I kind of feel like I don't see this this ending with her getting taken out because I know that they they've been very clear. Courtney Kemp has said she's made this show for Mary J. Blige. The character is still important, so I don't. I would be surprised if they took her out just like that. Whether it's by Lorenzo being the one to take her out, I definitely think you're going to have Lorenzo versus Mecca by the end of this. And that, like you said, Gary, that could be what happens in the final episode. That could be the showdown for the season finale. But the thing about it is that I think this story ends with Monet losing both Mecca and Lorenzo. I'm not saying that Mecca gets killed. Mecca could very well go back to jail, you know. But one of them, is, I feel like one of them is going to get killed at some point. But I just think this is how it ends because that's how the ending should be, where Monet had an opportunity to get with, to get back with with Mecca, who actually does care about her and wants to have this family with Zeke. Or that she was going to still try to have this whole life with Lorenzo. I feel like the story from a writing standpoint has to end with her losing both of them. It's, it's just, it makes sense for that to happen, but we'll see. Cause again, they can take, they can turn this in different directions and do whatever they want to do with the storyline. But um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens in the next episode. Cause I feel like a lot of stuff has to happen with that situation. And and again, you already know what the kind of character that Mecca is. Once he hears what happened with Lorenzo and the fact that he took her and told her to get out, he's going to have a reaction to that. So we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you, uh the way you both kind of explain things, you know, uh any number of things could happen. Um You know, we, we could see we could see this end in a number of ways. Like, you know, Lorenzo could die. Mecca could die. Um, I, I don't think Monet might will die, but um the one thing I I, I want to say is I, I feel like if if either Mecca or Lorenzo is to die, I feel like Lorenzo is probably the one um that should go out. And I say that because him being there kind of suppresses how far Kane and Drew can go as characters, um, because he mm-hmm. is their father. So I think if he's removed from the equation. We're gonna see Kane and Drew both step up in a big way, uh, maybe even go head to head, you know. Yep. Um so and, there's more possibilities with Lorenzo, you know, um getting taken out, I think.
2: So and and, and and I will just add, that's a very good point because all because he was the one that brought up this whole conversation about his successor, already talking about the successor and working as if that is happening like like really soon. So I agree hundred percent, Gary. That's probably is what's gonna happen. He is gonna be the one to get taken out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then that, you know, that begs the question of where does that leave um the relationship between, you know, Mecca and Monet and Kane? Because, you know, how is Kane gonna react when he finds out what's been going on with, you know, Monet and, and Dante? Is he gonna be angry about that or is he still gonna be willing to work with Mecca? Or could Kane actually possibly Want to take over from Mecca. Maybe he wants to, you know, find the supplier that Me- Mecca is using or whatever and, and be the one to take over the entire operation from him. You know, that's another thing that could be explored. Um, but yeah, um, that's it's, it's going to get real messy from here. But go ahead, Dana.
0: Really quickly, I wonder, I kind of think Kane is enjoying all of this. <laughs> it's like yeah you lied about me Doing the, the, the sugar bit Situation with the coke But at the same time y'all are way More sloppy and messy than me Look yeah. at everything that's happened And then I wonder because, I know that Lorenzo was very angry At Kane what he did But because he was less grimy In the situation Will that bring Lorenzo and Kane I don't want to say closer but more Friendlier
1: who? Lorenzo and Kane?
0: Lorenzo and Kane. Because he's mad at Everett. He's definitely mad at Monet. Aside mm-hmm. from that, Di- he's cool with Diana, made dinner and everything. Look at your sister. Yay. Yeah. You know, he's just upset that it was Tariq of all people. Like, you could do better than Tariq. Ew. But overall, like, him and Diana seem to be, like, the least, less disappointment.
1: Yeah, I, I do want to see what the interactions will be like next week. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we, we didn't really get to see the aftermath of of that besides monet um so yeah i'll I i can not wait to see where they're gonna go with that and I'm sure you know um, we're gonna get the the preview of the next episode I'm, I'm gonna be looking out for that too uh, obviously we didn't get to see it yet um, but yeah it's gonna next week is gonna be great you know um but yeah um so I guess uh the only other question is, you know, how will Diane react when, you know, um, where, well, first of all, let's talk about this, right? Because we know she's been going to the trial to visit Tariq. She still has an interest in Tariq. So what I want to ask, first of all, is do you think Diane is going to find out about, you know, this, the uh, Tariq's relationship with Effie because it seems like Effie is coming on very strong right now uh, with regards to Tariq. Um, And, you know, Rich, you alluded to the fact that, you know, she might have some sort of agenda or something, you know, just from the way she's been asking a lot of questions and coming on to him very strong. Um, But, you know, there was a scene earlier in the season where it it seemed like uh, Diana and Effie kind of had a friendship going on and everything. So do you think that you know, Diana might now find out about what's been going on with Effie, and you know how might she react to that? Um, and will that cause some conflict between those two characters? So, uh, what do you think about that, Rich?
2: Yeah, I believe a hundred percent that's going to happen because uh, they made it a point to highlight when they had their interaction together and how Effie is telling telling her, yes, you know. Make sure that when you have when when, when when you have sex for the first time, it's with someone that you care about, you know, trying to make her, you know, gain some independence because she wants to go to school. But she also wants to be a part of this game as well. So I kind of feel like it is it, it, whenever that when, when that interaction happens and it will happen. It's going to be very interesting to see how this is going to impact Tariq, because, again, he has told Effie everything, all of his details everything about the fact that he was involved in this Jabari murder and all this other stuff. So I kind of feel like that information, because I mean, that's the question we had since last season is what is Effie's true intention? What is her true motives? What's her backstory? And we never got answers to any of that stuff. I know that there's been a lot of secrets revealed so far this season. I still kind of feel like there's probably going to be like another major secret that gets revealed at some point before the season is over. So Maybe it has something to do with her. Maybe it has something to do with another character. But I definitely think that once she finds out that uh, Diana is messing around with her and vice versa, uh, the both of them are going to definitely try to play this against Tariq. But I think Effie specifically, because she has been getting concrete answers from Tariq, she is definitely someone that he needs to be worried about. And and again, now correct me if I'm wrong, and also the people who are – um. Watch the discussions and you know watch power. Wasn't Effie the one that got Tariq expelled from Cho because she revealed information about what he was doing? So that's why I said it's kind of crazy if you would trust this person with all this information because you know if you did something against them that could backfire. So I'm curious to see exactly what happens next because eventually, if kind of feel like that that's something that has to happen now because again. In the last episode, you know, I saw he was with Diana now. I assumed, okay, but he's still messing around with Effie. And then in this episode, once again, mess around with Effie. So this is going to definitely have some blowback on on what's happening with Tariq. Um, And as for Diana, I think what I alluded to last week when we was talking about how this power show is about power shifting from one character to the next I feel like Diana's whole goal was to get back at her mother. She got back at her big time in this episode. So now, what's and this is this is ironic because I, th- I believe Dana brought this up last week. It could be a, ver- a situation where if she does stay involved with Tariq for the long haul, and Tariq does end up getting her pregnant, this could be a similar situation to whereas Monet, you know, she was involved with, with with Mecca at the time. She ended up having a kid, so on and so forth. But she was isolated from what was going on. And the thing is, is that you would expect that if she has issues with Tariq, because Monet has been very adamant, don't mess with that Tariq kid. You would feel like she can talk to Monet, but instead she'll just talk to Lorenzo. But if something happens to Lorenzo now, OK, who are you going to talk to? You could talk to your mom if you want to repair that relationship. Or you can talk to Effie, but wait, Effie is messing around with the same person I'm involved with. So that's why I say it's it's, it's a very messy situation. So I'm curious to see how they're going to address that. But yeah, I kind of feel like either next week or in that season finale, Diana and Effie, when they find out what that they both have been you know been messing around with Tariq, that's going to have an impact on Tariq, and it's not going to be a positive one. So we'll see what that is.
1: <laughs> mm, some some great points to
0: now that i think of it and the family's so sloppy and Mm -hmm. yes what happens if she does get pregnant i don't i don't know how to properly phrase this i don't see her staying pregnant
2: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: because everything is just a hot mess right now if you really look at it so i don't i hope they don't, don't i don't know how to Hopefully say this but um, I don't see that being a long Term situation mm-hmm. but I do See that she's going to have to figure out Her way in navigating This whole Effie um, Tariq situation Because you know and it kind of Mimics if you look at Ghosts Ghost Had Angela and then Tasha And they were both whatever But they both seem like they played a role In his, in his life In terms of he was able to be his real self mm-hmm. And he was able to properly put up a certain facade But he was able to, until things went to complete disaster He was able to kind of balance both sides And he learned greatly from both of them On how to become the person that Ghost is was back then So I do feel that he has much to gain from both Diana and Lauren. But remember the whole thing. And this is just probably just me. Remember St. John is still in the distance. And I really hope that he, that Diana just says, screw it all. And ends up just doing, going the whole St. John's path. Instead of doing the whole Tariq thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even if Effie may have you took my man or whatever. She still has a lot to offer Diana. Just in friendship. And so I would just really want them. I want them. I want them all to play nice because I like all three of them, and I don't want them to be like a bunch of women fighting over a guy. It's kind of just played out.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, we'll see how how it plays out. Uh, I, I kind of feel like uh, if she wanted to go to college, uh, there's a lot of things that could happen that could derail that that plan, uh, and 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 the stuff that happens with Tariq it is going to have an impact it, it's going to have a, not not it's going to be a very negative impact uh, i think because it has to go back to the fact that Monet has been saying all along Tariq is out for himself he's very selfish that's why you got to be careful with him and it feels like Diana needs to get that lesson even though she has already gotten her revenge on Monet Monet made an accurate point about Tariq so i just want to see how they're going to actually Tell that and how it's gonna, how badly it's gonna impact Diana moving forward. But um, yeah, there's a lot of things that could happen. But uh, the Effie character, though specifically, I feel like that character, there's more to that character we haven't really gotten yet. And I kind of feel like the fact that they would make her a serious regular on the show now, there there has be some other plans for what they're trying to do with this character. So I'm curious to see if we get answers about that in the next couple episodes.
1: Yeah, she she could definitely be some type of agent or something like this. There's,
2: mm-hmm.
1: there, there's something a bit mysterious about her that we still don't know. Um, so yeah, we we don't know anything Wait, like about her history or parents or anything.
2: Go.
0: Wasn't there rumor that she was um what else someone's kid? Was it Mecca's kid?
2: I saw I saw that rumor. That that's a very <laughs> a, a very a very funny rumor. Uh, I I know that a lot of people basically because they were taking so long to get to what's the the Zeke paternity stuff and explain the age they determine in their own mind. Oh, so this is how old Zeke must be. So (laughs) since we're talking about kids, you know, Effie, that character, you know, maybe she, she kind of looked like she could be Mecca's daughter or something to that extent. I've seen that online. I I don't listen. If it comes out to be true, that'll be very interesting. That'll be a hell of a twist because I didn't see that coming, but, uh, we'll have to wait and see how this actually plays out. Um, yeah, i yeah, I mean and, and then the other thing I've seen people allude to the fact that yes, that she could be someone that's working with uh, you know, you know, you 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 remember uh Uncle Frank. Um, that she could be somehow connected to that because again, Effie had a had a connect before, but they never said who her connect was. So I mean it's a lot of different directions that they can go with the character. I mean, I don't know if that's what they're gonna do, but I'm just saying I'm very curious to see because it feels like the whole blow up between her and Diana—that's going to be a big thing when that happens. So, we'll see. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, I guess uh, that wraps up uh, the questions and discussions. But um, was there anything else? Because uh, this was an action packed episode, like a lots lots of details. So, was there like anything else at all that you guys wanted to you know make reference to before we uh, end off here? Um, so. Dana, the, you got something?
0: The GTG—they were all taken out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. single
0: member. Yeah.
2: Well, that guy that was uh, a part of the gang that helped out Lorenzo—he he survived. His friend got shot. They, they made a point to show that he had a certain type of reaction to mm-hmm. seeing his friend get shot. So, um, but since you brought that up, there's one. <laughs> th- there's one thing I do want to say real fast. Mm. I kind of of feel like the Mecca character, he can't be completely dumb because when this thing happened, you know, at at his facility, you know, at the, you know, the hangar, when all this, they had money there. There was a very specific interaction he had with Kane in the first episode of this season is either the first or second episode where Kane Mm -hmm. tried to take money. He, He saw the stash, Mecca stash. He said Mecca was very like, hey, you get away from that. You get away from that. You have to earn this opportunity to work with me, so on and so forth. So I kind of feel like Mecca can't be completely dumbfounded that Kane knew this area and potentially and that he hey, he had an interest in getting access to his stash. I have to think the Mecca character has a little bit more intelligent than to just say, okay, no, this chef, the chef guy here, he is the mole. I'm going to take him out. That could be all for appearances because you saw what Kane's reaction when he saw, after he saw chef get taken out, like he had that evil smirk, like, oh, yeah, I got away with something. But it looked as though prior to that, you know, Mecca paused when he looked at Cain walking away. So I kind of feel like the Mega character, he can't be completely just like, oh, oblivious to the fact that Cain can also be trying to use him as well. So I, I, that's why I said, I'm curious to see what happens in the next two episodes.
0: I really think that Mecca knows the origin of Cain. And who mm-hmm. his mama is and everything else. Because if you're someone who's like, the love of my life got away and you're going to just come back and you're going to meet and you bought this big old engagement ring and everything else. I am pretty sure that he's did enough kind of digging because he knows who Lorenzo Tate is. He knows about the kids. He knows that Kane is his, her son. That's he why he's, huh?
2: Yeah, he, he does know that. He
0: does yeah, know that. He, he knows that. And that's why he's still alive that's the only reason why he, he is also he knows that kane is sitting around there and sneaky and is maybe actually who, who is the actual mole mm-hmm. but he's trying to fake gain the trust of kane in order to be like look everything that happened with your son i didn't kill him even though he came after me so
2: and, and you see yes you you are correct the question though now is that and this goes back again to what happened with Lorenzo telling Monet to get out. Is he going to hold that against her kids now? Obviously he knows that yes, these are Monet's kids. I'll take care of all of them, but Kane's nickname, Hurricane, that's Lorenzo Jr. So I'm very curious to see when she tells him, Oh, yes, Mecca, Mecca, Mecca you know, say Lorenzo kicked me out. How is he going to treat Kane after that? Th- that's what I want to know. He's he... He... oh no, go ahead, go ahead.
0: He's not going to harm those kids because he knows that if he does, it'll hurt uh, Monet. Yeah, and
2: you're, he's right. you're know, right. He's
0: holding out for hope. You know, he's holding out for a hero, and this is the moment. He has to thank Diana for it. So thank you, mm-hmm. because now look, she's going to go to him. It is an opportunity for them to get back together. I just don't see Mecca living. Someone <laughs> going to kill Mecca. I just don't. I just don't see it look, working well, out. But for that moment she's she's a safe haven he's
2: he's well, gonna be here safe haven well let, 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 let me just add this last point i i personally am rooting for mecca to to survive because <laughs> i like the character he's a lot more cutthroat literally and that's a pun fully intended he's a more cutthroat <laughs> character an excellent adversary so it would be a waste to take him out because i just feel like he's he's proven this entire season He has no nonsense. So hopefully he is the one that is still left standing after all of this.
0: But where can he go if he's not – what is left for him? If you're going to have, what, him and Monet run off together? Where else is for he to grow at this point? We're going to just follow Mecca and what he does with his drug situation? Uh, Well – there's, it,
2: that's a great these are great questions you know it, it's right now it's 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 hard to answer the question until we see the next two episodes but uh mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see what happens
0: it for sure. to me it just feels like there's no other place for either Lorenzo or Mecca to go mm-hmm. because if you keep Lorenzo around, he's still going to be stifling the family. Mm-hmm. Mary has been looking miserable since the first episode of the first season. <laughs> Let her be free. <laughs> Remember, they kept saying the plan. Remember, even they had the conversation of Colony Island. He was like, Oh, what is it? Tell me about this plan. And he was like, Oh, so you had a plan. No, we had a plan. She kept saying we, but in the back of his mind, he always knew it was, it was, it was her. Mm -hmm. She's going off and she's going to go and do whatever it is. And she explained and said to him, I want out of this. He doesn't want to be a part of this, and I think that this whole revelation gives him an excuse, yes, to get rid of her, but to also go on with his life and with Monet going off with her plan. Well, her plan's ruined now because of Zeke, Um, Mm -hmm. but just story-wise, I just don't see what the point is of keeping him around. What, are they going to still do the same thing? Hit up the same people for the same drugs and the same money? The DTG is gone, so who are you going to go after with now? Snoopy and his friends, I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm just... Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll we, we have to wait and see. But the the last, the last point I will make is, uh, if they... like, like to, to go to what you said about, uh, yeah, there's nothing left for for both of those characters. And they, it will make sense to just have the season in where she ends up losing both of them. She loses her relationship with Zeke. And now literally she has to start over going into season three because you, you can't, you exit you strategy. You can't rely on Zeke. You don't have the support of the family and you don't have Mecca there because either he got arrested or killed. That, that would mean that, I mean, that, that, and then, but, but, but who you do have is Tariq. You have to work with Tariq because you know, so mm-hmm. it, it 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 raises a lot of questions, but yeah, we'll have to see how they uh how they actually want to continue telling the story. They, but again, they, they they this was a fantastic episode. They they said a lot in this episode, a lot of payoff. So it really makes me curious to see what's going to happen in these next two episodes. Because again, this felt like this could have ended the season, and I would have been like, okay, that's a hell of a season finale. It's fantastic. <laughs> so now I'm curious what's going to happen in the next two episodes. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely a hell of an episode. Uh, definitely one of the best, uh, like you, or the best of book yeah. two, mm-hmm. uh, like you both said. So, yeah, shouts to stars and the writing team on this one, because this one, yeah, this is, uh, this is what we've been waiting for. Um, but, yeah, with, with that being said, uh, we are going to end off and uh, we will be back. Next week, uh, we're going to be eagerly anticipating, you know, episode nine. I'm sure everyone can't wait to see that and we can't wait to talk about it. So uh, we'll be back next week. Um, Until then, um, everybody, you know, keep safe. Um, And uh, Dana, you got any shout outs real quick before we end up? Um
0: Shout outs to everyone who listens to us. Um, thank you for that. We will have more power content. We're working with power force. So we're waiting for that. That's going to be dropping in February 6th, I believe. So we will, we will have those things happening. Um, and we will also be having a. Press conference interview situation with the cast of Power Force. This is in February, not now, in February for the Television Critics Association. So look out for that and stay tuned for what, two more of these for, for Power Book Three. No, two. Sorry. It's power Book <laughs> Two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Indeed. Power, power cost will be around for a while, people. So, <laughs> yeah, get used to us. Um, rich any shots
2: yeah i just want to give a shout out to everybody who has been supporting the show if you left a comment or you like the podcast we appreciate your continued support and we definitely want to see your comments uh your theories about what happened this week and also if you have anything you want to say about some of the things we spoke about yeah please feel free to leave those comments because we love the engagement we love to and, and, and again we do see all comments and i've responded to quite a bit of Comments myself, so yeah Definitely feel free to leave your thoughts on the episode And uh, we look forward to uh, Coming back next week and of course Covering uh, Power Force next month So stay tuned mm-hmm.
1: Indeed um, And remember to like, comment, subscribe All that good stuff And uh, yeah, shouts To to all the listeners, everybody You know, who's uh, listened to the show For a very long time and comes back Every week to comment, you know We really love and appreciate all of you um, so, you know, thank you. Uh, we, we couldn't do any of this without you guys, like without the support. So, um, thank you to you all. Uh, but yeah, peace out. We will be back next week. So take care everybody.